Welcome to the new Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Audrey Baria and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Audrey Baria. Well, hello there and welcome to Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Baria. We're delighted to have you with us today. Docs in a Pod comes to you every week, and it's available on podcast as well. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find Docs in a Pod. Dr. Audrey Baria is Associate Medical Director for WellMed Medical Management. She's been part of the WellMed family for six years or more and is currently a provider at the WellMed at 9th Avenue North Clinic in St. Petersburg, Florida. Dr. Baria went to Ross University School of Medicine in Portsmouth, Dominica, where she earned her medical degree, completed her residency in an OBGYN fellowship at St. Mary Hospital in Hoboken, New Jersey. Dr. Baria is board certified in family medicine, which she loves. She, by the way, can be found in St. Petersburg, Florida, where she and her husband live. They have a teenage daughter and a bunch of dogs, which are the love of her life. And when she's not playing doctor, she loves travel and photography. And Dr. Barrio, thanks for being with us. My pleasure, Ron. Now, behind you on the wall, we see each other via Zoom. Not many people get to do that. They hear us on the radio. Some of your pictures are up on the wall. Yes, they are. What do you like shooting? um, Probably landscapes is my favorite, but I have dabbled with um, portraits, but I like taking candids. I don't like people posing for them for me. Well, it's a great hobby. And we're going to take up a great topic because my guess is a whole lot of your patients say, Doc, I just don't get a good night's sleep. You hear that a lot, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, we're going to talk about it with Dr. Bambi Petronik. Dr. Petronik is at the Wellmed at St. Lucie West Clinic in Florida. She is a physician there with WellMed. She earned her medical degree from the American University of the Caribbean School of Medicine located in St. Martin, completed her residency at Guthrie Heathrow, Robert Parker Hospital in Sayre, Pennsylvania. Dr. Petronik is board certified in family medicine. And Bambi, we are so pleased to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Pleased to be here. When you, when you hear from a patient who says, you know, I'm just not getting enough sleep. How do you begin to figure out what the problem could be? Uh, well, it's a very common problem. Uh, and the majority of the time it's due to you know, our lifestyles. I mean, that's actually the root of a lot of our you know, medical problems. Uh, but sometimes it, there can be some other underlying reasons, you know, such as sleep apnea, where they're getting um, where they're waking themselves up because they stop breathing or they can't sleep because of chronic pain issues. Uh, or mood disorders like anxiety that uh, keep them from being able to uh, relax and go to sleep. I mean, and even in some cases, you know, um, a potential early warning sign of dementia could be if you're getting, uh, if you're acting out during your, uh, acting out your dreams during your sleep. It's a pretty fast. When you say acting out your, your dreams, like I mean, fighting. I, um, I think that's what I've uh, read about. And sometimes it can be very scary for their partners, you know, if, they're, if, they're, if, the, uh, if the person uh, is, feels like they're endangered in their dream because they're having right. a nightmare and they're trying to swat away or in, I've heard in some cases, you know, try to strangle like uh, the threat. Wow. Their partner sleeping next to them. 
And uh, it could potentially be an early warning sign of way before the memory problems uh, set in for dementia. Be a heck of a way to wake up. It's not obvious, like not everybody who, you know, acts out or uh, definitely not like everyone who sleepwalks or talks in their sleep is going to have dementia, but it, but the acting out specifically could be an early warning sign. How common is sleep apnea? Um, I mean, it's, it's fairly common, especially uh, in uh, people who are very overweight or obese. So it's becoming more common, unfortunately, because of that. And are we getting better at diagnosing it? Um, I mean, we are definitely more aware of it now when we ask about whether or not they snore, or their partners notice that they snore. Um, but I, I still, it's, 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 un, we're not catching it well enough. And as you take a look at the other uh, issues that can be involved in sleeplessness, uh, insomnia is a label that a lot of people put on their difficulty in going to sleep. Is insomnia treatable? Can you get over it? Uh, yes, there's multiple treatments uh, available for insomnia. I mean, the gold standard is, a co- is called cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, also known as CBT-I. Uh, and that's where someone uh, trained in the therapy um, tries to do education on sleep, on uh, what might be the triggers that are keeping you from being able to relax for sleep. They reinforce sleep hygiene. Um, and there's also, let's see here, other potential treatments uh, other than sleep education and hygiene, your stimulus control. So for instance, if you're watching TV short, like right before bedtime, watching the news uh, or having the bright lights, the computer lights or your uh, tablet, uh, tablet or phone, uh, the blue lights from that uh, to turn that stuff off. Um, I mean, there's also medications, although they're not really meant to be used for long term. You've got your tranquilizers, uh, such as uh, temazepam, Xanax, and the like. Uh, but there's a high potential for dependence uh, on these uh, and for abuse. Now, they have some newer drugs out, uh, so-called Z drugs, like uh, Zolpidem, also known as uh, Ambien, um, but those are also still controlled substances. So there's still this risk of uh, tolerance and uh, side effects. Um, some lesser used medications can um, adjust or you know, help uh, the effects of melatonin on the brain. Uh, but all of these, again, are riddled with potential side effects, especially with when you lose use for long term uh, versus the therapy, which has very little, which tends to have very little side effects. Um, some of the old remedies, you know, people using herbal teas and stuff or um, preparations with valerian or kava, uh, even now we're realizing not, not these chemicals just aren't necessarily safe. When Dr. you mentioned a- you mentioned Ambien and Dr. Baria, I know of someone who uh, was taking Ambien and uh, would at night get up, go into the kitchen, cook, do all kinds of stuff, sound asleep. Yes, that's one of the black box warnings for Ambien now is that there several years ago they found that this side effect that had been underreported in the past had come full circle and was being noticed by a lot more of the patients that were on it long term. That they could have sleepwalking, sleep driving, you know, people just opening up their front doors and walking right out and having no idea that they had done that. Wow. So you dangerous. Be very careful. Yes. Yes. Dr. Petronik, what, when you have a patient who comes to you and says 
hey, doc, I just have been having the hardest time falling asleep. You know, I'll stay awake and stare at the walls for hours on end. What, what's your first approach, first line approach to treating that patient? Well, first, I try to look if there's an underlying reason, such as chronic pain or just restless thoughts, uh, stress that keep them from being able to relax. And then after, uh, if I don't find those as obvious, I go straight to the sleep hygiene, uh, trying to remind them, use your bedroom, uh, associate your bedroom with a, a relaxing place. Don't use it for anything besides sleep or sexual activity. Try to wind down at least a half hour before bedtime. Uh, and you don't, you want to avoid looking at the clock. Don't toss and turn in the bed. If you can't fall asleep within maybe 20 minutes, get up, leave the room and do something uh, that's more relaxing. Um, also temperature control, make sure the room is not too warm. Um, have it be cold, but not too cold. Uh, have it be quiet, but not necessarily no sound. I mean, sometimes people will have uh, background noises, white noise or some relaxing uh, music in there. Um, so basically I stress the sleep hygiene, uh, methods. And, you know, you said the noise and that actually brought back memories of, I grew up in Queens, New York and listening to ambulances going by at all hours of the night was just part of my regular background sound for when I fell asleep. And then we moved out to Long Island and you could hear the owls at nighttime. And I was like, what is happening? I mean, I <laughs> definitely had some sleepless nights there because I didn't hear my ambulances anymore. <laughs> it's interesting. They're I definitely... had uh, near my house in San Antonio, uh, although now they've discontinued it. I'd hear a train whistle at four in the morning, like clockwork. And, and I, it was soothing to me. I slept through it. It didn't really wake me. But then they put up signs and stopped the train horns that woke me right. because it was so quiet. Exactly. Interesting. Was, yes. And so, Dr. Petronik, for someone, as you were telling Dr. Barry, you, uh, you take a look at what the underlying cause, uh, causes may be. Uh, we've been dancing around this, but you mentioned sleep hygiene. What should we do to prepare our bedrooms uh, for real sleep? Okay, well, it could be things as simple as having the lights not be too bright in that room, uh, using blackout curtains or wearing um, a, a sleep mask when you're going to sleep to block out the extra light. I actually uh, cover up the alarm clock lights and the cable TV box light because that little, sometimes that little the flashing lights can stimulate you, uh, you know, to wake up uh, at night. Um, I'm actually thinking about investing in true black light, I mean, uh, blackout curtains, because I have huge windows in my bedroom. And as any car in the middle of the night goes huh. to neighboring areas, I'm sure that wakes me up for like a split second. And then I'm like, oh, okay, and I just like, go back to sleep. Thankfully, huh. I'm able to go back to sleep. Um, but having a comfortable mattress, uh, good linens, um, the, as I said, the temperature before, maybe doing something relaxing before bedtime to wind down, um, or putting some aromatherapy in the bedroom. Uh, with some pleasing sense to just help you get in the relaxing mode. And that's the most important factor. You've got to have it be an inviting, relaxing environment. And what about sleepus interruptus? Speaking for a friend who has a dog who wakes him at two or three every morning to go out, uh, dog goes out, drinks a little water, they go back to sleep. Uh, but, but it's not a full night's sleep when you get up like that. 
Yeah, no, it's it's not. Um, and it's a bit very difficult if you have a factor like that that you can't that's harder to control, like an, an, another person or an animal. I mean, you have partners who snore. Uh, that can be very difficult for the other person to be sleeping. It, it's gotten to the point where sometimes they'll ha have married people sleep in different rooms uh, in order to accommodate, to allow the other person to try to sleep better. Do you have a cure for snoring? <laughs> um, well, since most of the snoring uh, uh, can be because somebody's overweight or obese, it's again, lifestyle modifications. Ah. That's going to be almost my answer for everything. <laughs> Stay with me just a minute. We're going to come right back to you. You're listening to Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Baria. And we are talking with Dr. Bambi Petronik. Dr. Petronik is at the Wellman at St. Lucie West Clinic in the great state of Florida. You're listening to Docs in a Pod. Hi, it's Drew Pearson for my friends at WellMed. As a Hall of Famer, I love it when a quarterback and receiver have a great connection. You can be part of a great connection too. Connecting WellMed's high-quality health care with the highest-rated Medicare Advantage plan helps you focus on staying healthy. Call 210-436-6005 or visit wellmedhealthcare.com slash connect. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesperson. Other plans are accepted. For full enrollment details, visit medicare.gov. If you're one of the multi-million Americans who have trouble sleeping, can't go to sleep, get up and can't go back to sleep, maybe you're a snorer, we're going to provide some answers and help for you on Docs in a Pod today. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Barry, and we're talking with Dr. Bambi Petronik. We're talking about sleep. And Dr. Petronik, you were mentioning to me off the air that you are one of those folks who has insomnia. Uh, yes, I occasionally have it from time to time. Uh, my cause is just a wandering mind, a nervous mind before I go to bed if I'm not following proper sleep hygiene. Uh, and if I'm like, watching something uh, close to bedtime or reading something or just stresses of the day have uh, made it hard for me to wind down at night. So what do you do? Okay, well, I usually will try my initial uh, techniques such as breathing exercises to relax myself. Uh, where I, and there's so many different ways of doing the breathing exercises. I typically try to keep it simple and I take a breath in for five seconds and breathe out for five seconds. That natural rhythmic um, activity is almost like, you know, counting sheep kind of a deal. It just gives you a focus. If that doesn't work, I try something called progressive relaxation where I'll uh, release the tension in my head, relax my shoulders, arms, fingers, and, you know, and further down the body. Uh, on occasion, I've used uh, hypnosis scripts for like a guided imagery. And, and when all else seems to fail, I'll just lay in bed and I'll tell myself, don't look at that clock. I actually have it rigged where I can just call out um, Alexa or Siri, what time is it? Just so I can get a relative idea how much time I have to sleep. Because if it's like, if it's uh, five o'clock, I need to wake up soon anyway. So not a big deal. But if it's like, you know, two in the morning. Yeah. I need, you know, I need to go try to get some sleep, you know? So this way it doesn't wake me up too much, keep me up too much. Uh, and I'll just lay down and I said, worrying about this is only going to make it worse, but you know that if you just lay here and you close your eyes, your body will get the rest it needs. Just let it go. And your body will relax and it'll get with the rest it needs. 
So let's what's on the in-flight movie tonight. So I'll start daydreaming and visualize some calm, relaxing dream and just say, fine, I'm just going to lay here. My eyes closed. And maybe I, a lot of times I actually fall asleep and don't realize it. I dream about that. I'm in bed. Can't that I can't sleep, but apparently I was dreaming. <laughs> so you dream about it, but you're actually asleep. I love it. Yeah. I, I know that I've known that for a fact because the dream where I can't fall asleep, I'm actually in another place I used to live in. So I know that that's happened <laughs> before. <laughs> and then what about somebody who is, uh, uh, sleeping next to somebody who snores? Um, well, that is, very I mean, can you tricky. shake them and wake them? Do they stop snoring then? Uh, that's only a temporary measure. Um, but the, you have to get at the underlying problem. A lot of times snoring can be a sign of sleep apnea, which if left untreated could cause, you know, other health problems. It's actually puts them at risk for sudden cardiac death. So that needs to be evaluated and make sure oh, wow. it's something more significant. Okay, but some people, they just snore and it's, you know, it's just a nuisance. You can try to have them change positioning uh, so that their mouth doesn't uh, open while, uh, as much while they sleep. They have, I, th I think there's certain aids that kind of help hold the head in position. Uh, at extremes, what you can do is leave the room and sleep somewhere else or make them get up and, and sleep somewhere else. And are there surgical procedures I've read about that, I uh, can uh, improve and, and eliminate snoring. Oh, well, I've definitely heard of them for sleep apnea and a little bit for snoring. There's dental appliances that can uh, be used uh, and also some uh, surgeries. Surgeries are usually targeted for sinus issues. That's the cause of the snoring. So if your ENT thinks that that's what the surgery is going to assist with, then that could assist with the snoring portion as well. Well, how much sleep, Dr. Petronik, should we have a night? Does it depend on age? Let's take people 65 and over. Yeah, it does to, to a certain degree depend on age. But for the most part, a rough guide is going to be somewhere between seven and nine hours. And if you're not getting that, can you make it up with a nap? Uh, you can nap during the day, but you got to be careful. You really shouldn't be napping more than uh, 30 minutes uh, because I can throw off your cycle. So if you nap too much, you don't get to sleep that night? Yes, it can affect your sleep because it throws off the circadian rhythms. Interesting. Uh, and what about those with depression? Uh, I've read that uh, if you're sleeping a lot, maybe it's a sign of depression. It, it can be. And then what do you do? You self-diagnose or you go to your PCP? You need to be have that evaluated, yes. And as you look at many of the medications that are advertised, uh, both over-the-counter and prescription, the ads are all over television. Uh, some of those medications uh, seem to be effective, at least for a short period of time. Um, yes, and that's uh, their, you know, their big selling point. I mean, if you're going to be uh, going on a plane to uh, another part of the world and you have uh, the jet lag and such, and your cycle's really thrown off, you know, taking a little something uh, briefly, uh, you know, could be helpful um, for that situation adjustment. But for long-term use, I mean, there's a lot of potential danger with that. And we'd mentioned earlier, Dr. Baria, about Ambien as, as a problem. Are there other medications people use uh, that can cause issues? Yes. There's, you know, if um, you're taking 
tranquilizers that are really given to you or prescribed, I should say, for a mental health condition that you might have that can also put you into that same category of being dangerous. However, at that point, you're looking at risk versus benefit and looking at that ratio. So for the person who's taking that medication for mental health purposes, the benefits outweigh the risks for them. And Dr. Petronik, you'd mentioned that if you break your bedtime routine, sometimes you have trouble going to sleep at night. Well, what kind of bedtime routine should people consider? Okay, uh, well, actually let's start earlier in the day. You know, um, our brains are hardwired to uh, adjust to light, to the sunlight. So if you're indoors all day in the office and you're not seeing the light of day, uh, your, your brain can kind of get thrown off about the cues about when to go to sleep. So what I try to do in the morning, I try to you know, walk a little bit in the morning, uh, midday where the, you know, the sun is uh, the brightest. Uh, and then in the evening, you, sh- you try to limit your exposure to the TV and the, uh, said, and the electronic devices, which actually emit a blue light, which is very stimulating. So at least a half hour before winding down, you should be turning all that stuff off because that's just too stimulating. And as you take a look at, uh, you mentioned walking in the morning. What about folks who like to exercise at night before they go to bed? Um, Well, some people can definitely exercise in the evening, but it shouldn't be too strenuous because that's too activating. But possibly doing, yeah, um, it can dilate the blood vessels uh, more uh, and just make it a little bit harder to sleep if your body is just too, um, it's basically activated. But more relaxing exercises like stretching at a good stretch before bedtime uh, or yoga uh, can actually be more beneficial. Have you ever recommended lavender oil to the temples or the pulse points as a calming aromatherapy? I haven't, and that's mainly because I don't like the smell of lavender. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be the wrong one to ask, right? (laughs) Yes, definitely. But I am uh, looking into more aromatherapy. I found some beautiful um, essential oil blends. Um, One of them might have some lavender snuck in there. um, (laughs) But has other scents in there that are... Uh, chamomile and and such that and I found that they're very sleep inducing they're just relaxing even if I don't really care for the scent I love Dr. Barrio what about you do you you believe in aromatherapy I it's one of the first things that I recommend to my patients that come to me with the complaints of insomnia and um, one of the other medications that's over the counter melatonin but not everybody can tolerate it and at least that it's a more natural medication that people can try. So if before I even get to the meds, I have them do what Dr. Petronik was saying, the sleep hygiene, you know, making sure that their bedroom is really meant for sexual activity or sleeping. And um, if they can actually live with no TV in their bedroom, that's one of the first things that I try to tell them to remove. So it's basically training your brain to know that when you walk into your bedroom, you're going to go to sleep. That's what you're there for. So trying to get rid of any and all external stimulation. Dr. Petronik, I see a lot of commercials uh, for mattresses that uh, make it easier to sleep, mattresses that adjust to you, mattresses that cool you, mattresses that heal you. How, How much of a role, and I'm thinking back to cave people, 
You know, the cavemen didn't have a mattress to worry about. They just popped on the ground and they slept. Yes, I mean, you need a comfortable mattress, uh, but I don't know about all this uh, hype. I mean, I, I've been on very nice mattresses and can't sleep uh, <laughs> with their functions. I mean, air mattresses, foam, uh, what is those, those Tempur-Pedic beds. I mean, or sometimes just sleeping on the floor as long as you have a, if it's a car, enough carpeting or a good yoga mat. <laughs> but for I those actually, that have like a back problems uh, or other or the or joint issues, that might be more of a of a uh, um, something that affects them more that they need to have a more comfortable, more supporting mattress. Now, before we go, we got about thirty seconds left. Uh, best advice you can give people about sleep. Uh, the best for sleep is you need to be able to relax. Find what works for you to relax for bedtime. And if you can get the relaxation down, you mentioned breathing and breathing exercises. But Dr. Barry, that can play a big role, right? Absolutely. If you can get into a good rhythm of your breathing exercises, that's going to be one of the things that's going to assist you the most in relaxing. And it's the hot topic now along with mindfulness. Yes, Dr. Petronik, we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, I, I thank you for the information and advice on sleep and sleep hygiene. Thank you for having me. You take care. Bye-bye. Bambi Petronik, uh, you find her at St. Lucie, Florida. Delighted to have her here. And for Dr. Audrey Barria, I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us today on Docs in a Pod. Executive producers for Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker, and associate producers are Natalie Ibarra and Maurice Hudson. Thank you for listening to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And be sure and tune in next week for another edition of Docs in a Pod with Dr. Audrey Barria and Ron Aaron.